All right. <clears throat> Damn, yours was too good. <laughs> Muse. Oh, it didn't start. All right. Creative insanity. Hey, I'm Servant. I'm a producer and rap artist from Canada, and today my guest is the one and only Cassius, a very multidisciplined, hardworking rap artist, uh, videographer, podcaster, the list goes on and on. I met Cassius originally performing at the same show as him a few years back. I've been following his career and what he's been up to. Something we do for fun in this episode is we both have a freestyle, but really we talk a lot about social media and hustle. Some of the psychological challenges that we have as artists and creators and how to maybe hack some of that to ensure that we're always producing and doing what matters. Otherwise, yeah, honored to have Cassius on. This whole episode is just jam-packed full of wisdom and his experience that any serious creator needs to listen to. So let's do it. So Cassius, welcome to Creative Insanity. I, I appreciate you having me. Listen, like, this is this is cool, man. I've, I've seen kind of what you've been doing, uh, you know, with the pod and, you know, just seeing what Kenny's told me and, and what you've been up yeah. to. It's, it's awesome, man. Much yeah. respect for you grinding and making content so hey well right back at you i appreciate that um i know you've been grinding for a long time and kenny yeah kenny's a mutual friend of ours who um i actually found through you we did a show back oh when was that was it two years ago oh man i think it was longer than that maybe a couple years ago yeah maybe three maybe i was still in edmonton at the time but uh yeah i we did a show together um we were both different acts and then there was also lady saint who was there Shout out Lady Saint. Yeah, Lady Saint. Yeah, I still keep up with her on social media. She's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, and that's so why I met you and I just followed you online. And then you did Second Floor Podcast, which I've been admiring for some time. And then I met kind of Kenny through that. And he's actually coaching me. He's been giving me a lot of uh, insight into my own podcast and what's going on with that. So, yeah, it's yeah, been no, cool. That's awesome. That's sweet, man. Yeah. So how did... um. Yeah. How did you do all the things? <laughs> like, how, did, how did you like, I know you started as like rap and music has been a big part of your life. I know that much about your story, but videography, how did those two feed off each other? Which started first? It actually, it actually started because I wanted to, to, to be an actor, uh, which, is, which is funny because, um, so the video stuff actually came first. Um, I, back in 2000, oh man, 2000, 2011, 2012, I tried to create a TV show web series called the hero's journey. And, mm. uh, basically it's a theory from Joseph Campbell, um, talking about how an ordinary man goes through trials and tribulations and he becomes a new person. So he's, he's a hero in his own, in his own life. Mm -hmm. And so I took that and I want, I was like, yo, this is, this theory is dope. Like I could probably create a story out of, out of this. And at the time I actually wanted to act. So I was, I was actually going to auditions. I was trying to get into short films and, um, and I was doing acting classes and I realized it was very difficult here to, to get in and, and do, you know, short films. And I had no idea. I didn't really have much confidence in myself as an actor. And then, so I said, you know what, how hard could it be 
to get a crew and and make the show myself. <laughs> and so how hard could I was, that be? <laughs> how hard could that be, right? Like as as a young, naive, you know, 17-year-old, I was like, okay, I'm gonna try this because I because I know that I know for a fact that I wouldn't get like a lead role during that time. So why don't I create the show? I'll get the lead role, I'll run it. And I'll get the pieces, I'll get the camera guys, I'll get the sound guys. And so I was looking into that a lot. And I, I actually spent like two years, grade, I think it was grade 11 and grade 12, uh, pushing that very, very hard. And I actually found like 10 people who were willing to do it for free. Damn. And they, they, we would meet up <laughs> once a week. And I basically convinced them and persuaded them to try to create this with me. And there were guys like, um, the director's name was Doug, shout out to Doug. He um, older guy, um, and he also wanted to direct, but he uh, he didn't have the backing or whatnot. So he came on, and we had a couple store. Uh, we had a we had a we had a writer. We had a, uh, multiple actors. We had everything in place, and we actually shot a little bit of it, and then we kind of ran out of funding. So oh. that kind of so went up like this. We had some content, and it just went down. Probably a huge learning experience, though. Yeah, it was crazy. So I kind of learned the ins and outs of how, you know, how something was made and how it would actually work. Now, I didn't know cameras at the time. And then that kind of fell through. And then I got into the first time I actually caught the music bug was a buddy of mine who was playing basketball at the time. He invited me over to one of his friend's house. And this this friend of mine, shout out to Mike, Mike Cathery. Uh, he runs uh, Resonate Music School and Studio. Um, they have two locations in Edmonton, and they're killing it Sweet. In, in, here in Edmonton. But um, I actually went to his house, and he had a basement studio. And they were just freestyling, and they were rapping, and I was just kind of chilling in the corner uh, of this small room with like <laughs> all this all this equipment. Very intimidating at the time. I I was, but I was just kind of vibing out too. And then uh, Mike was like, hey, "Why don't Omid? Why don't you get on the mic?" And I was like, "Nah, man, <laughs> I ain't, I ain't a rapper, or whatnot." He's like, "No, just try." He's like, "Pick pick a song, get on there, let's try. We'll we'll, we'll just have have some fun." So I ended up doing a cover of uh, a Little Wayne song at the time. It was like the popular song. Oh yeah. Um, and then uh, I was like, "Damn, I actually enjoy this." <laughs> and that's when I slowly, I was like, "Okay, well, after I'm not playing basketball or not doing anything, let me just start writing." And then the writing turned into more practicing. I ended up just continuing to polish, polish, mm. polish. And all of a sudden, I'm like, damn, okay, I got to start doing this. Yeah, then you're a rapper all of a sudden. <laughs> all of a sudden, I was like, shit. Like a couple of years later, I've used, you know, songs, music videos. I'm doing live performances. I'm like, wow, okay. Uh, yeah. So, what was your method of writing? Was you pen and pad traditional or were you pen and pad, man? Pen, pen and, and pad. pad. Yeah. Is that still what At you the do? Time. I don't do it anymore. I actually, I'm, I'm a little, like I do it here and there depending on um, what I'm writing. Uh, but now I'm, I'm a lot more quicker. So I'm just like on my phone. Um, when I started, I was actually counting my syllables and, um, oh, yeah. you know, scr scribbling out, you know, bars and redoing them and, and you know, kind of going on and researching online about certain topics. Like I was really pushing myself hmm. and, and trying to get the structure and the flow right. So... Yeah, now I can, you know, pick up the flow very, very quickly. Um, you know, I don't need to like count my syllables anymore, obviously. Yeah, it just comes more naturally. It. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of a I think he goes by Critically Corrupt. He's a young rapper, part of like this little Patsy guys named Echo State out of Edmonton. And they're the there's the young, uh, really hungry guys that are working hard. 
And mm. uh, this guy, Critically Corrupt, I know more about him in particular. He has kind of a similar origin story with rap in that he was very much like he was going online and looking up like um, poetry and like the rhyme schemes. And it was like how to count syllables and fill them in and like different things. And to me, when I first heard that it was his process, when I talked to him, I was, I just, did, I was like, that sounds weird. Like, wouldn't, would that even work? Like, don't you just kind of go at it naturally? But then when I heard his rap, I was like, oh, that's why. It's like he studied from the greats and then it, it really influenced what he was doing. So like, shout out to him. He's doing a good job. And I mean, it's clearly had a great effect on you as well because your rhyme, your flow um, is great. And it's like, it's very you. So you got your own kind of flavor to it. I feel like you have a real weight to your lyrics but a sort of playfulness as well. Like one of your recent songs about like a lot of Jordan references came out and basketball and stuff like that. So like, yeah, I don't know. You got your own thing going on and it's clearly come through from all the hard work. Yeah. I mean, at now, I mean, before when I was writing, I would, when I first started, it was counting every syllable, making sure that the flow was, you know, perfect. Um, you know, I wanted to create, you know, very, very heavy music, almost activist-like music, kind of like, you know, Tupac and, and, and some of the greats that, that mm. talk about a lot of the relevant things that ha are happening. But um, but then as I started to get into it, I almost lost a little bit of the fun and the, the, you know, the playfulness, like you said. And so I had to come back to that because it almost felt like I was putting extreme pressure on myself to try to make something that was powerful mm. and make something that every song had to have some sort of lyricism or every song had to have some sort of message. But a lot of the songs that we listen to are playful, are, you know, they, they, not everything is so lyrically dense. Yeah. And so when I first started, I was very lyrically dense because I was like, oh, I got to show, you know, I got to show off, like yeah. showcase. Like if I'm doing this, like I got to be at the top of the top, right? But then as I started going through it, I'm like, well, the songs that I listen to, they're not all lyrically that dense. Like, I like a lot of songs that are very lyrical, but I also like a lot of songs that are, like, you know, just having fun, swagger, kind of like ludicrous. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, He's you good. know, guys like guys that are just having fun. But, and, and that's why I kind of got into it at the same time was I didn't want to lose the fun out of the process. I don't want to just try to, like, execute, execute, execute and lose mm. the fun in the writing and the recording. And when I lost it, I was like, okay, I need to step back, get into the studio and just have fun, you know? And that's why now recently I got into freestyling, mm -hmm. um, you know, over, over the last year, I've just been throw on a beat and, and go crazy, you know, and just whatever comes out of your mouth comes out of your mouth. But that was, I feel like there, there should be a part of that instead of just trying to continuously create something that's lyrical. Yeah. I think that's a very good point. And some people, when they're starting out, don't think they'll get there. They feel like, oh, the love's always going to be there. And then when they meet something like, um, when ethic, like work ethic slaps, uh, love in the face a little too hard and it doesn't enjoy it anymore. It's like, you do got to step back and you don't anticipate it until you're going through it. But I know like mm -hmm. for myself, I've gone through similar territory. I mean, I am, I'm very much most often in that headspace too, of like lyrically dense. I really, but most of what I listen to tends to be that way. But I also do listen to some fun stuff and some goofy stuff and some stuff that's just like, doesn't take itself seriously. And mm -hmm. for me, I have a too strong a tendency to take myself seriously. And I am mm -hmm. know that in the writing process, like for me, I typically like I type everything so I can read it. 
and I got the two screens and I produce. So it kind of works out like I'm doing the two things. But if I don't, hmm, if I don't write it, it used to be that I couldn't say it. It was like I had to think it through and every word had to be written. And now like even actually last night I was going through some lyrics and I was standing behind me at my, my little spot there where I record vocals and I wasn't even writing. I was just like recording. I'd like record a line and then I would think about it. And then I was like, I'd work up to that spot and like, oh, got another line. This is how it's going to go. And I did some experimenting like that too, because I'm in the same place, just trying to have fun with it. Just trying to remember that this is not a serious thing. It is, but it isn't, you know, yeah. this is just me yeah. goofing around in my garage, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, totally, man. And I think that's kind of where we lose that sense of, you know, just fun. The ra rapping is supposed to be fun. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be so, you know, serious at times. And like, I feel like a lot of the songs that I listen to, like you have, guys do have the serious, the, the more powerful songs, but they also have, you know, love songs. They also yeah. got, you know, they got the, you know, the club bangers. They got the, the songs that are just stupid. Like, you know, a lot of Eminem stuff, like he's just... <laughs> saying you know saying stuff um yes he's lyrically dense but um you know and same with luda i, I really look up to ludicrous actually i've been going a lot a lot through a lot of his stuff and nice he's he's very if, if you ever if you should check out ludicrous's stuff like his old stuff his old mixtapes crazy punchlines insane punchlines but they're funny and they're fun yeah. and the covers the covers the music videos there's they're just fun he's just having fun and it's like that's something that I was missing um, for, for, for quite some time. And so now I've kind of tried to balance it with, with both. If I want to do a serious song, then I'll, I'll go, I'll go all in, but then like, you know what, let's just throw something on that's, that's dope. And yeah, let's just try to come up with some funny stuff. So, yeah, I'm very much like under the power of emotion, usually for music. Like it's such a strong uh, influence. Like if I'm not feeling anything, then it's hard for me to, write stuff but my problem is too often i get feeling like down before i sit down to write and then it's like mm -hmm. i'm depressed or something or i'm working i'm working something out i'm angry and then it like it all comes out and then so the frequency of that is higher than the frequency of me just like i just want to goof around and i've got some time and let's have some fun but i have seen the difference in some of my work and some of my unreleased stuff too like stuff where i've just sort of had fun and been chill and relaxed with it and gone a little funny with my cadence and just not so serious. I feel like some of those are some of my best stuff. And then, yeah, it's, it's a process for everybody, but what you and I, I think, well, how long have you been doing rap for? I would say like actually doing it, um, like 2014, 2014. So about six years. Yeah. Um, similar for, uh, similar for me. Let me think. Cause I was about, yeah, 2014, I mean, I had been writing some music. I had been playing instruments and stuff. But the rap thing, I didn't start to think that it could be a thing, I think, until, yeah, I think 2015, I was 25. My daughter was, I remember she was just not quite one. I just turned 25, and I got Ableton Live, and I got the, I started messing around and kind of came out as a rap artist. And that was, that was an interesting experience. I just, for me, I couldn't. I didn't have friends. I didn't have the, I'm going to sit down in the studio experience and vibe out with people. It was just a solitary thing for me. Very lonely. I just, 
didn't know many people who liked rap. I was just, I didn't fit the typical rap um, stereotypes that a lot of people had about what makes a rapper. So once I, but once I started doing shows and like, you know, meeting people like you, I feel like a whole world opened up for me. So mm. the fact that you're the crack, the dawn of your um, journey in rap music was wide from the start because you're kind of in this social environment, this experience with others, people encouraging you. I feel like, oh, that just must have been different, like in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I started, it was very, you know, in solitude in my parents' basement, trying to figure out how to rhyme, sitting in my car for hours. Mm. Um you know, not wanting to, you know, finding somewhere that's just being alone and try to figure out how to flow. You know, a lot, it took me a long time to figure out how to flow. I remember that. I remember the process very, very clearly because it was, it was frustrating because I was Mm -hmm. like, why can't I, how can I piece words together and actually make it sound good? And then it turned into, well, how do I make a really good song? Yeah, that's the next one. (laughs) How do I make a really good chorus? And then now it's turned into, well, how can I get that, you know, that playful, swagger back but also really you know punch my bars and deliver them in a different way and uh, I've, I've focused a lot more on my delivery over the last year or two now that i understand okay i can write stuff that's lyrically dense i know how to flow i have my flow i understand it i still not saying that i'm i'm there i think i can still improve but um i know how to you know change up my flow and things like that but now it's it's just taking it okay, what's the next thing? How can I improve? And I always try to get feedback from, you know, the people, mm. you know, that come to my shows. And, and, and when I first, when I first dropped, you know, I, I, I stayed away a lot from live performances because the fear I've never, mm. like I was, I never, I was very, very scared of performing. And so all I did was make for the first probably year and a half, I just made music. I would make music and then music videos, music and then music videos, music, then music videos. Mm. And then when I, you know, did my first performance, you know, 20 people showed up and those 20 people were, half of them were my cousins, shout out to my cousins. And then half of them were the close homies that are still, you know, still here today. Yeah. And, um, every, every, every performance that I've done in, in the city, um, a lot of them have come out to support and it, and it feels good that, that kind of gives me, you know, the confidence to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm performing in front of my homies, you know what yeah. I mean? What, what better practice is that? And then, and then after that, it turned into, you know, more and more, um, and whatnot. So yeah, it didn't, it started as being alone though. You know what I mean? Maybe all, maybe all these things do in a way, like the, you Mm -hmm. have to like, cause you said you were kind of nervous or not thrilled about going to perform, right? Like you felt like you had to work your way up to it. And I went through the same thing. And I know the first, like the first time I performed is at an open mic at the Brotel Festival, and I did like three songs. Uh, I got to do like three songs for an open mic, which was pretty sweet. And I messed up on every single one. Like mm. I dropped, I dropped like almost a whole verse in the second one. And I actually performed before. I had performed like doing some open mics, like with guitar and singing, and I performed piano, many recitals, and and also actually in a couple of, uh, like I performed for the. Alberta Winter Games opening ceremonies when I was like 15 playing one of my compositions just rocking on a piano so I had some experience in front of people but I but rap is a different animal because you usually got backtrack or something to that effect and there is a whole essay here 
that if you drop one line, it can really throw you, right? It's hard to get it back. And so that, that was an experience that I learned of the importance of muscle memory. Like I had to be so practiced that like you could put me anywhere in the song and I'll be able to pick it up just with my mouth without even having to think about it, you know? Mm, yeah, hundred percent, man. It's, I think performing just cause I haven't, I st- I have the itch to, to perform a lot more now just because that's one area that I haven't done enough of. And I feel like that's just what it is when you're afraid of something, it's just cause you haven't done it enough. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's what I've realized with, even with the podcast, stuff, video stuff, things that when you get nervous about something, it's because you haven't done it enough. And it was the same thing with freestyling, you know, a year and a half ago, I couldn't even, I could write amazingly, but you throw in a beat and you tell me to, to rap. I couldn't even spit uh, two bars. Hmm. I would just, I, I couldn't even come up with the, with the lyrics. Um, and so now because I've practiced it every week, you know, with the homies, just having fun. Um, and even on my own, I'll, I'll throw on a beat and I'll drive and I'll, I'll just try to come up with words. Anything I see signs, yeah. I'll see, you know, on the hen day and I'll just go through it. And then it's just practice, right? It's just like, okay, now, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, okay, I, I got a couple bars. Okay. Five bars turns to eight, eight turns into 12, 16. And all of a sudden it's like, this is fun. Like there's no expectation here with freestyling. And, and, and I think, I think that's why we, we tend to shy away from the things that we shy away from is we have high expectations of ourselves and we haven't done it enough. And so now it's like this mixed, mixed emotions. So a lot of what you've been saying, um, has reminded me about the fact that you level up so much. Like you're so focused on seemingly like a gazillion areas of your life that you're continually growing and developing. You're never stagnant, which I did connect to your pod, your podcast, the second floor podcast, by the way, took me a long time, but I figured out the second floor cause it's leveling up. It's the next floor. And so once I finally clicked, I was like, Oh, of course. And, uh, yes. that's, yeah, that's very emblematic of it seems your life because you level up in everything. Like you're doing videography work, you're doing Super Bowl commercials, or you're you're getting lots, you're keeping busy there, and now you're doing a podcast, and then you're growing, you're getting more and more diverse guests, you're partnering with people, you've got your music, you kind of have like all these different areas that have aligned. How yeah. do you, how do you do that? Why do you, why do you do that? How did that come about? Is that just who you are? I. Uh... You know, man, I think over the last probably, honestly, like probably 28, I would say 24 months, uh, things have kind of really manifested. I think before that, it was a lot more in the shadows. Um, I think, you know, like I said, I've been rapping since 2014 and, you know, I'm getting a little bit, that inch of traction right now. Mm. Um, Nothing, nothing has come up, come about the rap stuff, but uh, you know, in, the Instagram's growing, you know, people are listening on Spotify, that type of thing. Podcast, the idea of the podcast started two, two, two and a half years ago. And only now are we getting, you know, people reaching out to us and, and people that want to partner up with us and, and that type of thing. So I think a lot of these things have manifested over the last little bit that are kind of people are seeing it. Um, and they're like, what, how are you doing? You know, all these things, but, um, you know, even with videos, like I've been, I've been playing around with a camera since, yeah, probably 2000, since after that TV show. So 2010, 2011, and then, you know, we're in 2020 now and, 
you know, I have a little bit of, you know, accolades in that. And I think, again, all this, all this stuff takes, takes a lot of time, but, um, but I've been doing it, you know, I've been doing it since, since for a very long time. I think now that it, you know, we have these, you know, videos and content and now I'm pushing things online a lot heavier than I ever have. I think now people are like, whoa, like, how are you doing all these things? But it's kind of been there for, for many, many years. Yeah. You've had some, some buildup and yeah, I mean, hard work usually or eventually pays off. And I mean, I know what you mean, like starting to get that inch of traction or several inches, you know, depending on who you ask, you know, like you're, people are easily under the assumption that, oh man, he's just popping now. But it's like, no, you've done a lot of background work. You've been probably a lot of sleepless nights trying to figure things out. And in my experience, it's been very similar. It's funny. I keep referring to my own experience, but it's because you and me are like the same, apparently. Like we, I wanted to be an actor too. Um, I wanted to figure that stuff out. Um, we have like similar diverse interests as artists. Um, we both have podcasts now. I got that inspiration from you. We're both rap, rap artists, videographers, doing a lot of similar kinds of things just i think you know with different backgrounds and so you're the you're the white version of me that's what you are (laughs) yeah the white the white maybe slightly taller yeah (laughs) a little bit but you (laughs) you'll have you have better game you've got better game for basketball i'm sure you actually play yeah Yeah. no it's cool and uh it is something else that something else that i think is really cool about what you do is that you seem to be fully committed like you take things seriously and i mean i've been talking to kenny a bit too and understanding like i heard like that you have like a whiteboard like you've got schedules like you plan things out you try to work and uh that has not come naturally to me like having a whiteboard which i do now that kind of thing has just never been easy i've just been so spontaneous and like rise fall rise fall putting out content not putting out content trying failing trying failing like just like a lot of that kind of stuff and you seem like you when you lock into something you just keep going for it you have that level of commitment is that mm. fair assumption or have you yeah no absolutely man i think i've i've had to learn how to organize just based on you know putting myself myself in all these you know positions of projects like all these multiple positions of projects like there's been so many projects that i've been working on that i can't if i don't have like i can't keep them all in my brain like i gotta have them i'm a visual guy you know a videographer you're you're a visual guy too i need to put them on a board where i can split everything in rows and sections and see what what's due and what's not um and the same thing with the business side like learning business like i'm 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 very i love business and i've i've, I've grown fond of learning how to make my own money, how to deal with clients, how to negotiate, how to price my stuff, how to, how do I like, you know, as a videographer, and this is something that you understand is like, you might like something, but your client might have a completely different vision. Oh yeah. (laughs) And now you have to figure out how do I cater it? This is my style. And I think this would look amazing, but now they think completely, they think the complete opposite. They want the, the dry, the flat, you know, kind of look. And you're more of an artist, so you're 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 adding colors and you're adding more, you know, certain things. And I, learning how to deal with people, I think, was is is very very key. Um, But another thing I want to add too is, you know, as artists, 
a lot of artists don't have the business side of things. A lot of artists don't understand marketing, how to market themselves, how to, and, and do those things like having a whiteboard or like writing things down or doing an Excel sheet. Those, those things are boring. Like we don't, as an artist, that's, that's completely opposite of our personality and our character to, to write stuff down or to, to, to have Excel sheets and do all these boring business stuff. But it's very important, especially if you're taking it seriously, especially if you think like you have big dreams and big goals and you have the audacity to say that you want to be a full-time rapper, videographer, artist, yeah. yet you ignore a key half of everything that is required to be, to be successful. So I just, I just tend to be like, okay, these are the things that I need to do. And I gotta, I gotta do it. I don't like, do I like the business side as much as the rap side? No. Do I like, I love creating content. I love making content, but I know I understand that. Okay. I have to learn to, to, to the business side. I have to learn yeah. to that stuff. So yeah, I think, I think that's very important. Yeah. And I think what's crazy for artists too, is our business models, all kinds of messed up because you know, as videographers, let's say we do have a somewhat more traditional model in terms of client relationships. We have, we provide a service. We can film this kind of thing. We do do it like this. We have this kind of gear and our time is worth this much and we can edit and we can do this. And this is like, this is our service. And now you think it's good. Okay. You will pay me. I will do the work exchange of labor. High five. But as an artist, it's like, I'm going to show you a whole bunch of things. I'm going to make a whole bunch of content and you won't give me any money for a very long time. Probably. Maybe you might come to a show eventually. Maybe I might have some merchandise and maybe if, you know, I hit the right algorithm, I might make a little something, something off the algorithm, but like the artist model for making money is not the same that it used to be. And it's like, you have to like, as an artist, you don't want to think about the money. You're just like, I want to be an artist and do the things. But then if you think, how do I do more of this? I got to make money doing it, which means I got to think about the ways that this can be monetized, I guess. And it's like, yeah, it's a hard mindset. I know it's one that I have wrestled with a lot because I hate marketing. You know, it's like, it's really hard to be wanting to ask for attention is what it feels like. And yeah, I want people to look at me but I don't want to ask them to look at me. Like, it's just like this weird artist mentality. Like I want to do my thing. I want to do my dance and just see if people vibe with it. And hopefully they do. But then when nobody cares or effectively nobody cares, you're like, wow, I really got to be louder, don't I? And that's just not, doesn't come naturally for a lot of artists. Not to me. No, it's not even for artists, man. I have friends that are in, you know, the clothing business. I have friends that are in other types of businesses and services. Hmm. And it doesn't come naturally to them either because they feel like they're, they're, again, they're being loud or they're annoying people on, on social media. But honestly, man, I'm just seeing guys that are really killing it. They're shameless online. (laughs) Absolutely shameless, right? They're, they're pumping out content every single week. They're dropping videos. They're, they're, they have graphic graphics. They have all sorts of things. They're flooding it, man. And, and I think it's not, I, I, I see it as like, Okay, yeah, you might not be popping right now, but five years from now, what are you going to be building? What are you going to have? What What are things that um, are going to allow you to get to that to that point? Grab and attention is the hardest thing to mm-hmm. to to get. You know, getting somebody's attention and getting them to fall in love with your podcast, getting them to fall in love with your music, because you're always 
you're constantly battling for that love. But if you don't post enough, if you don't talk about it enough, if you think that if, because again, we're competing in this game of social media and YouTube and every single day, somebody's posting something, something new, something creative, something. And if you're not doing it, um, that attention is going somewhere else and you're kind of falling off to a point where you can build the snowball where it's big enough, where just now it rolls on its own and, you have a, a group of people that love what you do, then it's like, okay, well, if you don't want to be posting seven times a week, then that's fine, right? Because you already have some some traction and organically your stuff is growing. But at the beginning, like where we are, essentially, I still see myself at the beginning. We're not at a point where every, anything's monetized. We're not doing this full time. We're spending our evenings and weekends where that's taken away from our family. That's taken away from from family time. Yeah. And you're spending your evenings and weekends in you know in your pod, podcast studio in you know in I'm here in this studio recording this in the evening time where I could be spending time with my family. But I understand how important it is to continuously do this because I know guys like for example Gary V, Grant Cardone. Um, guys that are high level in marketing and, and and killing it, they they preach this stuff. They try to tell people like, yo, like you you have to continue posting. You have to continue marketing. Yeah, yourself. it's so tough, so, and it's, it's like difficult. You have to get in that mindset, absolutely. And I think you have to you got to be kind of sustainable. Like it kind of this is striking a real strong chord with the whole concept of my show is where creativity meets sanity or insanity. You know, it's like you want to be creative and you want to make it as an artist. And I think most people think it's not about money, right? If you wanted money, you'd have become a lawyer or something. You'd have done something else, but it's about just doing what you want to do. And that means you need money so you can put food on the table and have time to do what you want to do. So you got to make a little something, something so that you can have more time being an artist. But they like the, I feel like our generation, like whatever that is, I think we're similar in quite similar in age. I'm I'm just turning about thirty now, so that's where I'm yeah. at. And I'm twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. like when we were kids, the model of get signed to a label was much more common. It was like, man, rappers, you just you go to these right places. Um, people are getting signed left, right, and center. Things are happening, and independent artists weren't so prominent. Um, there was always something behind them, some financial backing, at least to, to what came to my ears most of the time. And now it's like we were becoming artists, kind of coming into our own when the whole landscape of music changed, like streaming, right? Like people aren't buying albums anymore. And like anybody, the cost of entry, so to speak, to be an artist and to get your stuff out there is much lower because you can you can film with your cell phone and edit on free video software and you can make a music video. You can throw your stuff on a SoundCloud. There's no one to stop you. And so I feel like what was it was kind of like hard to stand out in the beginning in some of these fields now in some ways is even harder because so many more people have like an entry. So many more people are doing it. And mm-hmm. we've had to think like marketers. We've had to think like, Oh, we're entrepreneurs, right? We're leaders. We're not just, it ain't just me doing rap, but I got a team, right? Like I got so-and-so like for me, I work with my wife a lot of times for video. She helps me by filming. Sometimes I work with other friends too. Um, I'm like coordinating a whole shoot, right? I'm I'm directing, I'm getting props, I'm figuring everything out. Now I'm like, sometimes I'm filming, jumping behind the camera. Mm. A lot of things that you, maybe you never thought you'd have to do as an artist, 
when you're a kid, if you're just like, I want to be a rapper and jump on stage, you just don't connect that. Like it is a vocation. It is a Mm -hmm. very big, it's a way of life. And if you're only going to be in it for a little bit of time and you're not willing to hustle, then it's almost like, man, you ought to spend that time doing something else because it's fucking brutal. You know, like Mm. you gotta, you gotta have the grit to keep going. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree, man. This isn't, Again, you'll you'll know that the people that fall off really really quickly, um, just because of the fact that they just can't keep up. And again, social media is part of the game. Marketing is part of the game now. The cost of entry is very very easy. It's very very accessible to anyone. But competing on a day to day, on a week to week, on a month to month, you know that's where it separates you know the good from the great. You know if you you can be. You can you can spend uh, an entire year posting every single day on Instagram, building, building, building. Can you do that for two? Can you do that for four? Can you right. do that for six? Right? It's the same thing with a podcast. I t- asked myself, do I want to do this long term? I said, yes, I do. I want to post content. I think it's valuable. I think people will get a lot of value from this. Can I do it for two years? Can I do it for six? Can I do it for 10? Right? I've made that decision in my mind and it's, it's go. It's just, that's it. That I've I've committed myself and and here we go. Now I'm not saying that you just continue to just pump out content for the sake of pumping out content, yeah. but the strategy needs to be there. You have to give yourself the, you know, the tools so that you can win. Because this is a game. You know, it's the game of life. You want to win. You want to get to the highest ladder. You want to. Everybody wants. It's not about fame. It's not about clout. It's not about that. It's about your full potential. Can can you can you can you reach an audience of five hundred thousand people? How how sweet would that be? You know, can, can your song hit a milli? Can you, can mm. your video hit a million views? Right? It's not, it's not about the clout. It's more about like, how, how can I influence and impact as many people as I can with whatever I'm creating? Um, and so if you're not, again, if you can't, if you can't post enough, if you don't understand marketing, this is for all artists, it's just a message, um, for anyone, um, you are losing, you are not giving yourself the you're not giving yourself the tools to win. And if you're ignoring it and you're like, ah, I don't have to, you know, I don't think that's too much. Actually, I'll give you a story, okay? Before I end this kind yeah, of rant. Grant Cardone, I've been listening to Grant Cardone's 10X uh, audiobook, And he talks about how to 10X your life. I think you should definitely read it or listen to it. It's really, really good. Cool. I'll um, look into that one. Yeah. He was talking about like, cause he's a, he, he was like, I want to, I want Grant Cardone and sales and sales training to be synchronized. So if somebody thinks sales or sales training, I want them to think me, Grant Cardone. Anyway, he's going through this. I'm going to kind of keep it short and sweet, but he was doing his sales training and kind of selling his sales training to companies and, and people. And, um, he had a small little team at the time and he told his team to post once a day on Facebook. This was when Facebook first came out. Um, and he told his team, Hey, yeah, once a day, got to post something about sales, got to post something about sales. Um, got to post something about what's going on. Uh, a couple weeks into this campaign, if you will, his employee calls him and says, Hey, Grant, um, you know, we had a couple people message us and say, we're posting too much <laughs> on, on, on the Facebook page you know, what should we do? They're, they're unsubscribing, they're unfollowing. They messaged us and they've unfollowed us. Yeah. You know what he's, you know what his response was? He Hmm. said, you know, I want you to post three times a day. 
from <laughs> here on out. And they did that. And yes, they lost the couple couple guys that had messaged and said, oh, you guys are annoying. You're posting too much. But yeah. guess what happened? Like a couple months later, people were messaging that Facebook page and they were saying, holy, you've been providing so much value. Right. I am so in love with what you guys are posting about sales because we're trying to teach our guys to sell better and teach mm-hmm. our, 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 our staff to sell better that they're like, he, please, please continue to give us more. Please continue. <laughs> we love this stuff. So you will have like, there's two different ways to look at things, right? There's the one way of, oh, I'm annoying people. I think I'm annoying people. Let's stop. Let's slow down. But Cardone took the other approach. He's like, no. Let's turn up the heat and let's go. And I think that's where people are kind of missing in terms of, you know, posting and whatnot is like, don't think of, you know, that you're annoying. If you know that your stuff is valuable, if you know that what you're posting is important, if you know what you're producing is good quality, is high quality, is something that someone will take away or give people, you know, an emotional response, you know, you got to post it. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, as I get older, my priorities like they kind of shift around a little bit and you know i i go so hard for music and marketing and just trying to trying to get everything done and, and try to figure it out and kind of level up myself but you know i also have like three kids and they're like five three and four months now like three girls and i've got a marriage you know i've got a wife and it's like those things need time too and so what i've been finding is that like I got these mad dreams. I got these things that I'm trying to, to do and these this, this inspiration, this muse I'm trying to chase and I just can't seem to catch it all the time. And so what I've I've kind of gotten into is a mindset of like, you know, I need to preserve my sanity in this process. But I also, there's that equal force on the opposite side that's like, you need to figure it out if you want this to grow. Like if I want my podcast to grow, I need that consistency. Um, and I've already been somewhat inconsistent with it. Like I was like, man, I'm doing this every Thursday. And then it was like my life blew up a little bit. And I was like, damn, like, well, maybe I could back off every second Thursday, give a little more time to the family or something like that. And now I'm already thinking like, okay, I should be ramping back up again. I should be back into weekly. And so it's like, it's, but I see not just from what you're telling me and what I've seen you guys do at second floor and with your music and, and the regularity of your posts and all that. But my clients, I mean, I have my videography clients. Like I've got a client who she does exactly that. She's turned the heat up. Like she's doing live um, Facebook lives where she just talks about whatever subject, like every morning, 7.15, Monday to Friday. She does that. Um, she, we got her podcast now coming out on Monday. She's kind of like, doing it all and she's you know she's delegating here and there but she's like really in your face on social media all the time and my instinct at first was like oh you're gonna bug people you know like this doesn't seem you gotta be really and what what happened was like she she leaned into being authentic like she became vulnerable she was herself kept pushing this out and now she's got like man, people are checking her out every morning. Like people are listening to her. She's getting more clients. People are checking out her work. A lot of people are listening to her podcast. Um, it's like crazy just how consistency plays that vital role, not just an algorithm, but psychologically people are like checking this out every day and they're like, oh, 
here's so-and-so, here's so-and-so, here's so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And if they don't like you, they'll unsubscribe. And then beautiful, mm-hmm. then somebody else who does like you, their enga- like your engagement will increase because fewer people, but more of them are engaging. So it's like, it's a machine that I feel like you got to have, and I haven't mastered it myself, but you got to have that go hard mentality. And you also have to be able to balance it in a healthy way that you can achieve it all. Like, what do you do? Or do you just kind of hustle every minute? Or like, do you, when you relax, like, do you shut down? Like, do you have separate relax times and work times? Or are you just kind of always go like, yeah, I do. Uh, I need that, you know, to keep my sanity. Um, I, I think there's a lot of things I do. Um, you know, I try to spend time with family. Obviously I try to, um, you know, spend time on stuff that's completely opposite of, of, of anything creative. Uh, exercise has played a vital role, especially this summer is like going out on, on bike rides with, with some of the guys, um, working out, running, just getting away from certain things to, um, you know, keep my body, keep my mind healthy. Um, and I think that's very important too. A lot of people don't talk about that. Um, It's not about, it's not about just being healthy in terms of exercising. It's about, you know, when you're healthy, you are on longer, you know, you don't feel sluggish. That means that the hours that you spend and whatever that is, you're more alert, you have longer, you're more productive. Now your competition that's not exercising, yeah. that's not taking care of their body. They might be sleeping in a little earlier. Um, they might be sleeping in a little later, um, that type of thing. And, and, and just having systems, man, I think a lot of the th- stuff, the reason I'm able to do all these things is because I have systems in place. So with the podcast with Kenny, Kenny has certain roles that he takes care of and I don't even look at them. Nice. Wholeheartedly trust him, trust him to do that and to take care of that. I, I have certain roles and responsibilities that I take care of. There are, there's, 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 there is a lot to what I'm doing, but I've carved out certain days of the week for those things. And that's the only time I'm doing them. So if, unless, unless, even if it's hell on earth, I'm still doing it. Unless it's an emergency, like family needs me, something's going on. Um, I have maybe a client shoot that I have to shift that day for something. Then I will make that exception of changing it. But every single week, those things are in place. And and little things, little little things like when we shoot episodes, we're not shooting. I'm not coming here every single week to shoot an episode. I'm shooting four at a time or three at a time. Yeah, you're batching. I'm batching, right? You know this. Um, it's the same thing with the music or it's the same thing with whatever it is. It's like, okay, everything, I'm going to spend all my time on this and this alone and I'm going to get more done within those hours. Now I have, if I want to spend that evening with family, if I want to spend that evening watching Netflix and eating popcorn all night, I can. Why? Because I've spent those hours efficiently and effectively yeah. and I've delegated those things to other people. That's another thing. Artists artists have very di- a, lot, a lot of difficulty delegating to... Uh, other people you know we have interns we have people that do our graphic design our our promos for instagram shout out to kevin Um, he's been doing our promos for instagram for the last six months nice he does a good job he does yeah and he and again those at first i was like nah they have to be this way nah they have to be that way kevin not right i was nitpicking yeah and it slowed down our productivity then i realized yo what am i doing why am i spending so much energy 
this promo video is going to come out this week. People are going to forget it the next day. Forget it. This is, here's the brand guide. Here's, here's, here's where you have to kind of stay in place and let his creativity go with it and let him make sure he gets two, three promos, promo videos done that week, every single week. And now I'm not worried about it. I haven't worried about it in the last six months. And guess what? That headspace is beautiful, man. (laughs) You know, you're not thinking about it. You know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. And what's, I'm going to give a shout out to Kenny B too. Cause like he, and you, you mentioned systems. And when I went to him, um, for some coaching, you know, like with his business and what he's doing, um, cause he's just killing it. I was like, he's, he asked me, what's your goal? And I was like, okay. So I'm quite disorganized about everything. Um, I got, I'm getting more clients now. I'm getting more work. I'm getting busy as all shit. And my wife and children need lots of attention. And I said, I need systems. So, you know, like working with him for a few months and it's like, you know what? I want my life to be more streamlined. I have to work out some systems in place. And I've enacted some things that I've been working with him. And some of it he would use, use as an example, like the whiteboard. I was like, well... Well, maybe if Cassius has a whiteboard, maybe I'll think about, you know, getting a whiteboard. And then I'm like going to Walmart, just like, yeah, yeah. But like, I got it. And yeah, I got like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then like for some of my regular clients and the work that I've got to shell out for them, I have it, um, I've thought about it intelligently and broken it up throughout the day. So like my, I got this many hours here, this many hours here. And I even have like tasks that I just check off because I have some like regular weekly stuff that I do. I'm always filming this kind of thing. I'm always... Uh, I'm live. In, I'm live streaming this event, and it's a it's recurrent. I'm editing that. I'm posting this. I'm like I'm doing these sort of things, and so that freed me up quite a bit mentally. Mm-hmm. That um, it also kind of gave me time. But I mean, then I started struggling too. It's like I'm so free spirited, and I'm also like I'm learning quite seriously, like more seriously than I realize ADHD too, to the point that I'm even considering medication for it because like. I can be so scattered and it's taking kind of years for it to get to a point where I'm like, damn, like, you know, maybe, maybe I'm too scattered. Maybe this is working against me. And, uh, so something I'm, I'm thinking about and considering right now, mm-hmm. but it's just like tr- trying yeah. to create a system, trying to create something that can kind of manage itself. And just before I got an interview with you, I'm hiring somebody. I, I had an interview with somebody. Amazing. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm hiring someone part-time work for me and it's like man i've only been like full-time working for myself since march and i like i'm already hiring somebody to offload some of this stuff to create some more time and more opportunity for capital and to try to like you know condense everything make more money so i have more of my free time to myself to pursue the art to pursue my writing to pursue the music to put out videos you know it's like it's so important to have to work with someone on that and have someone take genuine interest in you and be able to kind of ev- help you evaluate your life. At least in my case, like I just, I was too in it to mm-hmm. be able to understand it. Yeah. And that's, again, I said this before, but it's a lot of ar- artists have this problem of not being able to delegate certain things, especially if you have multiple, like multiple passions. Like you, again, you're kind of like me, you're doing multiple things and you can't, it's physically impossible to do every single thing all the time and not get burnt out mm-hmm. you know what i mean and not feel overwhelmed and I, there's there's been many cases i've, I've felt overwhelmed I've, 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 i feel the burnout but 
learning again that's business how to scale how are you going to scale well you can't be scale you can't yeah. scale if you are doing everything yourself yeah. it's all about now, yeah yeah sorry i interrupted you there it's about no, no worries it's about finding a bottleneck that's what i found it's like where is my freaking bottleneck and like for me i've realized hey my bottleneck is i've got only so many hours that i can work on this which means if i have a limited time like you know my family I want to give them evenings if I can. I want to give them mm -hmm. weekend weekends if I can. Like I don't want to be slave to my work all the time. Um, how do I make that work? Well, my bottleneck is I have only so many hours to give. Well, I guess I could hire somebody to do some of what I do. Um, I get the work and create the work and have them take a part of it so that I can pay a part of it and then focus on like the higher ticket items for myself. And it's like, yeah, like a lot of it's just started to make sense. And I mean, Kenny's been someone I've been talking to quite a bit about all this kind of thing too. But like I said, I've even been learning from my clients too because like I've worked with, you know, realtors and like people, business people who've been like doing this stuff for a minute and mm -hmm. they've got really good ideas too. It's like, man, you're going to have to scale up. Like there's a lot of need in this area. Like you can't do it all yourself. And I'm like, yeah, the wave is yeah, coming. It's just crazy. It's crazy when you when you start when you start realizing this is how companies are built and 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 this is how this is how th like if you know how to run if you know how to scale and you understand people and you understand how to you know manage people because you're going to be in a position where now you're managing someone part time you got to manage their emotions you got to manage their needs their wants what they're doing how they work how productive are they do they do they tick on certain things. That's what I've learned. I've learned how to like, I have to understand everyone that I've worked with is different. Kenny's different. Kevin's different. Kelsey's different. Yeah. All these people, they have certain ways of living their life and they're not like you. They're not go, 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 go. I need to get, you know what I mean? And so how do I get the most out of them working with them? But at the same time, I'm not making them feel like I'm the asshole. I'm their, I'm their boss and I'm making them feel like, you know, oh man, he's just, just pumping us with work and pumping us with work and pumping us with work, but they're not, they're not getting anything out of it. And I, I always try to make sure, okay, if I'm him, if I'm giving them X, Y, Z, can they produce, can they do it on a regular basis? And am I doing it in the direction of motivating them to do what yeah. they want to do at the same time? So it's, it's very, very, a lot of, a lot of things, especially with, with you know ha hiring people but once you start understanding it and having a systems b you know understanding people and their emotions you're going to succeed man yeah 100 percent. it's funny yeah. like i went to school for psychology for a couple of years because i wanted to be a writer and mm. i learned a lot of things uh not to do with writing like i'd say i don't know why i did that to be a writer it was like i wanted to understand the human condition but it's just such a fundamental ingredient in art, business, and life to kind of understand how people are different and what makes them tick and what makes them energized. Mm -hmm. And and that's, yeah, that's really important. Yeah, like I'm just thinking in my conversation with this guy I'm probably going to hire here, like the questions that I'm asking him, like, yeah, so what are you looking for? Like, what do you want in life? You know, like these are big questions for just part-time job, but it's like it's it's important to know Um how to align that. And like, I know for my, I'm like, humbly, I'm like a master of getting people to work for free for me because 
you know, underground rapper, just it's like, man, can you be in this? Can you film this? Uh, I need someone to hold a camera. Hey, uh, this location, can I please just use this theater? Like, um, like just trying to like build people up and work network. I think that's something too that you're really good at. And it seems to have proven very useful for you. Maybe one of your most useful skills is your ability to network, connect and utilize people's strengths, you know? 100%. 100%. I think that's, what it, what are the, what's that term? What's that, um, uh, saying it's not what you know it's who you know yeah really so true have it's, it's very <laughs> very very relevant man um as as cliche as it is it's 100 percent relevant it's in any industry in any anything that you want to pursue um you gotta you gotta know people you gotta be friends with people you gotta understand what needs and wants you gotta scratch other people's back before you get your scratch yeah you know what i mean and and that's something that Again, it's the same way. Same way with your audience. Think of think of scratching your audience's back by providing the content every single week. You're dropping these podcasts every single week. You're dropping two promo clips about you know whatever you know yeah. creative insanity, right? You're providing creatives value every single week. So a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, somebody's gonna message you and be like, dude. I'm so inspired by what you've done. I've been watching every single one of your podcasts. I've been listening to them and I've been motivating myself to learn. I, I listened to this podcast and I bought a whiteboard and I started yeah. organizing, right? Like, and you don't know that they're not going to say it straight out at you, right? They're not going to say it right now. They might, they, they will say it a year from now, three years from now when they start getting results and it's like, holy crap, like what I, I created this podcast and all of a sudden, like I have one or two people that I've literally changed the course of their life. Dude, you know what I mean? How crazy? Dude, yeah. How crazy is that? Oh, and you know what's fucking it's crazy too is like it's happened, and I've been doing mm -hmm. this podcast for not long, and like I got a very like a small sized audience, like in terms of the people who are listening on, on the regular, as far as I can surmise from the numbers. But ah uh, man, the people who are listening are definitely getting impact, and like the first episode, like the guest I had on, um, it's like my buddy Garrett, and. He had written some short stories. He'd been published before, but he'd just been really struggling, I guess, with some consistency in his creativity. And then it so happens that I have him on and we challenge each other to this prompt. We both write a short story for it. Frick, like it was two weeks later, like he submitted that story. He read it on my podcast and then he did an edit pass after we gave critique. He read it and he got, he's getting published. Like, wow, he's amazing. getting, that story's getting published. Um, I have something too, I haven't even announced yet, but like one of my own stories. Oh yeah, and then he was like writing every day after that. He was like just in it and he was inspired. And then I had like a listener uh, reach out to me and she was like, oh, I wrote to your prompt as well. And it's like now she's part of my writer's group and they were like kind of challenging each other and writing to prompts Amazing. and doing stuff like that. Oh yeah, and then I'm getting published from one of my, I know this is all like writer themed, I, I interview yeah. a lot of authors as well as like rappers. Like I last rapper I had on was Afro. Actually, I only rapper. You're the second rapper I've had on. Right? I'm blessed. Thank you. Yeah, man. The only one I'd follow him up with. So <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it's pretty Yeah, and just like the kind of the guests that you can get on. Like it's crazy the momentum. But you know, I didn't start the podcast in my case off cold. It was like I have been an artist for some time and like, damn it, I've got like 17 music videos. And that is nothing to shake a stick at. It's something. And I know what you mean, that transition from 
like putting in the work where like nobody cares. But then you mm-hmm. get to a point and then all of a sudden someone just discovers you and they're like, dude, like someone made like a servant playlist where they just listen. It's like all just servant stuff. Amazing. And like, I don't even know. They're like on the other side of the world. And it's like, they just dug my stuff and this is what they do with the artists that they really love. They just like get all their stuff and listen and listen. But that impact, then they see your music videos and it's like people take you legit. They're like, oh, he's a legit artist. And it's like almost still a novelty to me because I just remember how it used to be like, oh yeah, I'm a rap, I'm a rap artist and producer. And people would be like, oh yeah, okay. So you like put stuff on like SoundCloud or like, what do you, what do you do? Like, yeah. um, like people wouldn't take you seriously. And now yeah. it's like, yeah, like I'm a rap artist, producer. I'm an aspiring author. I'm a podcast host. I'm a freelancing creative. I'm a videographer. And like people are starting to take me a little more seriously, but I mean, I've been at it for years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I, what I feel like this is kind of coming to, I feel like this is all kind of coming to a head and I want to, before we do something cool. So, um, a surprise for my guests or guests, my listeners is that like, um, like I've done with authors as I've had a prompt and I've come up with like a story and an author guest has come up with a story. Cassius is a rapper and I'm also a rapper. And so we thought we would just both write or do a little freestyle to, to the same beat. And so that's that's how we're gonna end the show. I think is we're just gonna be like, we're gonna we're gonna listen to you rap, and then we're gonna listen to me rap, and that's gonna be dope. Um, just some freestyle fun. Uh, but before that, I want to give you the chance. Like, what you know, my audience, like you know the kind of people who listen, and it's like creative people like us listen to my podcast. They they're they tend to be multidisciplined, like they're really interested in a lot of things or, or they're aspiring to to get noticed in some genre of something, but they want to be creative. What do you feel like you can add? What can you say to them like through your vast experience? Like, cause you've done a lot of things that people, a lot of people, including myself, like look up to you in terms of the amount of accomplishment. And I know you've got a long road ahead. But Appreciate it. what's some wisdom that you can share with us in terms of like how to keep our heads, how to keep things together besides what mm. you've already shared. Cause you've given, you've given us a lot, but I want to squeeze a little more juice out of you. Yeah. I think, you know, message to all creators, man. Um, continue to believe in what you're, what you're creating. I think that's the number one thing. Don't lose that. Don't get swayed by what's happening around you. Um, if, if the passion is there and if there's things that you want to do, you know, go ahead and do them experiment for a period of time but then stick to something and know that it's going to be three five six years before you get any fruits of Mm. of your labor understand that it's going to take everything everything from you every single ounce um i'm not trying to be motivational or anything but it literally is going to take every everything um and learn the boring stuff understand the boring stuff learn the boring stuff become one with the boring stuff literally because that's the stuff that's going to take you to that next level it's the stuff that's uncomfortable it's not it's not what you're creating it's the stuff that's uncomfortable learning how to copyright your music learning how to uh, you know write a business plan learning to work with other people uh, learning to mm, delegate one. your work learning to work with a team when you know that maybe your creation is yours that's your baby but letting other people in so that you can take it to that next level and being okay with that. And again, 
last thing is, you know, don't expect that what everything that you produce is marketable and is going to automatically go viral because you love it and it's yours and it should be the most amazing thing ever (laughs) and people should respond to it. Um, you know, take yourself out of that picture and always try to get feedback from the people that are listening, that are tuning in and don't accept just the praise, accept the criticism, understand, okay, you know, be neutral in the fact, you know, I get a lot of praise from second floor and the raps and stuff from, from my inner circle. But I always ask them, I'm like, I understand you, you, you know, you support me, you love me, you love the work I want. What, what is bad? What's bad about the second floor? What's bad about my music? Like, why aren't you listening to it on a regular basis? What is it? Tell me because I have this blind vision and illusion of everything that I produce is great because I feel like it is. Yeah. You're in the zone. You love it. Of course. I'm in the zone. But tell me what what do you see from your lens that I could do differently, and not taking it personally, right? They might say it's shit. I'd be like, okay, <sighs> great, give me more. What what's shit about it? Is yeah. it the audio quality? Is it the video? Is it what is it that you don't want to listen to, or or yeah. what is it? Is it not? What is it causing? And so I think being able to step back and and see those things is going to take you to the next level. And so that's that's the message I got for. The I think yeah, that's that's a very good message, and I think that if people take take that to heart, there's a lot of distance people can cover with that. Getting, I really like what you said about getting um, comfortable in the uncomfortable, like embracing the boring. Um, it's something about like loving the grind. It almost sounds like a cliche, but it's so true. If you don't love every step of it, at least something about it, you know, like marketing, you hate marketing. If you don't love the creativity that's involved in marketing and that you get to express a unique side of yourself or maybe you get to play shameless fun and just ask for attention. Like whatever it is, you've got to find something to love in it so that it doesn't bring you down because we've well, both seen that burnout, you know? Well, here's 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 the thing. I'll tell you this. If I said servant, if I said, if I said your music will pop, you'll get millions of views, you'll get the praise that you want, you'll get, you know, your stuff monetized, but you got to learn Facebook ads, but you got to <laughs> learn how to, how to write a proper description or, but you know, you have to learn how to write a solid business plan. Would you do it? I'm guessing the answer would be yes. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is like, okay, the boring stuff is boring. You don't want to do it. You don't want to even look at Facebook. You don't want to look at the ads. You don't want to learn it. You don't want to study it. Oh man. But if I say your music is going to pop, if you learn X, yeah, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get off this podcast right now and you're going to go learn it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But that's the mentality I have. There's a lot of stuff I don't want to do, man. There's a, there's a ton of stuff, the back end stuff. It's boring. It's it's, it's just, I don't want to do it. I just want to create, I want to make music and I want to make videos and that's all I want to do. But I understand that if I don't learn these ads, if I don't learn the YouTube algor- uh, algorithm, if I don't understand Instagram's algorithm and it's constantly changing every single month, if I don't understand that how many times to post, when to post, how to post, does this graphic look good? Does this graphic look bad? How to work with my team so that I, my time can be efficiently spent so that I don't have to do Instagram promos, that I don't have to do the graphic design for my podcast, that I can focus on the strategy of the podcast, I can focus on things that are important to take it to the next level. 
I'm, I'm shooting myself in the foot by not learning those things. So it depends on how serious you take it. If you're an artist and you say, you know what? I don't want to worry about that. I'm just an artist and I'm free flowing and I just want to make my stuff yeah. and, and, and just have my friends and family love it. And I'll just post it whenever I feel like it. Okay. No problem. But if you're saying in your head, what's your goal? And you're saying, you know what? I want to get this to as many eyes as possible. I want to get this to potentially bring in full-time income. If that's what you is in the back of your head is if that's what it's, if that's what you're saying, you have to learn the boring stuff. Yeah. No, so. 100%. And you're not every artist. And in fact, not, not all my listeners are like that too, right? Some of them are like, damn, this is a fun hobby. I like to write stories. Oh man, I just like to, I'd like to do my poetry. I love to do photography, like whatever it is that they've got going on. Not everybody wants to make a living out of it. Some people like their jobs. Some people like their life and they just want to have some time for their hobbies. And like, that's a very valid existence and that's a good existence. And then yeah, some there's of, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, some of us are cursed with the, uh, we gotta, we, we, this has to be the thing. This is like, it's like this or bust. And like, yeah, 100%, we gotta take your advice with that. I gotta take your advice with that. I'm hitting it on some areas, but there's others that I can get better. And so you're inspiring that leveling up to happen for me. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's wrap this up with some freestyle. So I figured, Ooh. but you can... Uh, you can you can uh, nix me on this, but with my story guests I have on, I usually have them go first, guests first. Sure. Does that feel about right to you, or do you want to wait till the, till the up end? Up to you. You you pick. You decide, man. Oh damn. Okay. Well, I'll say I'll I'll be consistent with my story guests. Sure. Um, guests first. So you you can go ahead first. All You're right. gonna run the audio on your end, and um, yeah. I really love this beat, man. This, there's something about this beat. Yeah, that, you picked it, so I hope yeah. you do love it. This was out of my comfort zone. I was like, man, this is... <laughs> yeah, it's like a Nas-type yeah. beat. So, yeah, sh quick shout-out to uh, the producer, uh, L. David, Louis David, yeah. for this beat. Um, yeah, that's pretty dope. dope. All right, here we go. Ooh, this beat is so fire. Okay, here we go. Hey. Yeah, searching in silence, looking for that diamond ring from the rap tunes I bring. Mama, I'm sorry, this the path I chose, the black sheep of the family. I know that you can't stand me sometimes, but I'm trying to live the dreams that they sold me. Hall of Fame type of glory. You know the story, a young brown boy trying to make his rap dreams onto TV screens. And yet, there he goes, driving up that taxi, looking like his daddy. I know that he ain't happy. Paper chasing just to spend it on some fucking pussy There he goes, little bro, I know that you can't save him Cause all he got is one hoe, and she make him pay up Showing off to his bros like he fucking caked up Knowing life ain't a layup Try another day, player, I say it straight up I'm on my way up, stay poetic, I'm overzealous I'm no exception to this life, I could've died twice Mama, scared of the whites, cause it could be the last day She sees a boy tonight Black or brown, what's the talk of the town? Bills piling up, I got shit in my account. Fuck it, so be it. Killing game, taking no shots. Cold war, so be it. Bodies on bodies, I'm about to detonate. Dead living souls walk around with heavy interest rate. Cause they've been a bait of the clickbait. If it wasn't Cole's mixtape, I would have been a straight. A rapper in days, searching for the finer days. Impact generations, till my final days. Till my final days. Cash. Damn. <laughs> Man, that was way deeper than mine is. <laughs> oh, 
All right. That's all right. good, man. What did you think? Man, I loved it. I love that. Um, I love the poetry in it. Like, that's what I like about your stuff is like, you're unexpected. Like, you take a flow and it's like going in one direction and you'll follow it like as long as it needs to. And then you'll switch it in this way that's like, you're okay sometimes with like ending something without a rhyme to create a new rhyme. And it's like, mm. you do that in just the right way that it kind of slaps you. Like sometimes I've had that like, yeah, like it's, I'm getting real technical, but it's like, I get into like the same scheme and it's like, all right, I'm going to slap that four times in a row. And there's something cool mm. about that, but sometimes monotonous. And if you get into that, like slap three times and then all of a sudden the fourth ends somewhere different, all of a sudden it's like, you hear that word more. Yeah, you do. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent you do. So yeah, that's, you, 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 ca- you, you catch that. I like that. Yeah, no, yeah. that's, that's pretty good. No, I really liked it. Thank uh, you, bro. Thank you, bro. All right. I got to hear servant. I got to <laughs> hear servants, servants free. Let's go, baby. Yeah. All right. I'm going to throw the music on my side here. And, right. um, you said I'll be able to hear it, right? I think you'll be able to hear this. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like okay. if I, yeah, I got it recorded on my end, but if I cut out to you, you might, it might skip a little for you, but it's going to be consistent. So hopefully you all hear right. it. Hopefully I'm you excited. hear it straight. Oh man. I got like a little saliva in my mouth. Shit. Hmm. All right. Damn, yours was too good. Oh, it didn't start. All right. Musically, I contemplate my eulogy. Who could be the illest rapper coming out of Edmonton? It's you or me. Truly, these thoughts I have are foolish things. Stupid dreams of making rap when I grew up on fewer release. I don't have to be the very best to be a worthy me. I just keep on turning feature down like a dirty deed. Burning green, now nah, I ain't burn a leaf. Now, nah, do alert to blink. I'll just keep my head under the radar indiscernibly. Yeah. I'm thinking that meanwhile we can freestyle Weird to wolves in sheep's clothing This is how men a sheep howls Keep wilding the beats while enemies wild at the offsides Keep growling at us like it was beef served in a dog fight All eyes on me like I was Tupac in a crossfire Who's bothering me? Call it a cheap shot at a stoplight Keep hollering all night Keep talking, I won't bite These problems I'll fix with duct tape and a hog tie But that's a bit extreme of imagery R.I.P. to every legend who died so I could breathe I fall asleep, man, every night, but still I live the dream Respect to all those who influence these abilities uh, Kill them seas, nah, I don't kill a thing, gone I don't need to die inside their silly game to respawn I just need to be my inner child, caught in free thought Free balling to the beat is how I keep strong uh, And there ain't too many other rappers who be honest They keep thinking they're fly, I see them free falling They hit the ground and it hurts, meanwhile I'm down to earth But these pockets alive, they sell them out of shirt Crowded surf, lights are down, out of words, out of bound I don't want it make it to the top just to figure out that i have nothing but the struggle to the top to talk about i'm gonna love life and fuck rap <laughs> Ooh. yeah sheesh damn bro that was hey. good that's a whole song right there <laughs> oh, yeah was it oh, thanks man straight no no that was great man oh yeah much appreciated i got see i yeah. should have gone first because i got nervous after i saw you i was like damn <laughs> yeah and no, like it's yeah. all good man it's all good i loved it yeah, I was briefing some of my lyrics too because like I didn't have it all memorized. But this is kind of my process. Hey, like I'll write it at the computer here, and I'll stand up and record. But yeah, I like man. it, man. You have a you have a you have a flow. You have I like the change up of flow. I like that. Um, a lot of guys can't do that, and I think that's something that is, you know, for high level rappers that they can switch up their flow after four or five bars and then be able to pick back up and then switch it again and pick back up, switch it again. Um, yeah, really well done. 
Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember. It's funny. It's thinking like when I met you, you had performed with, uh, shout out to Shaq Bruce. You've been performing with him. You guys did this EP together. And you yeah. guys just, you just killed it. You were like up there. Um, you were like getting people to come up front and like move their hands and stuff. Like you had a lot of crowd engagement. And I remember I was just there. Like I performed before you, I think. And I was just like performing. Like I was like, there was no audience. Like I didn't care anyone was there kind of thing. And I remember mm -hmm. we talked afterwards about like how to engage people and stuff like that. I just funny. I just came into my head just after we did this. Like, yeah. Yeah. We, I think, and just kind of touching on that, um, you know, I learned it from other guys, you know, seeing, and it's just, again, studying when, you know, when, when you watch performances, like I watch performances of guys, it's kind of weird, but I watch like a full on, like I'll go on their concerts and watch like the full hour or for a full 30 minutes oh, yeah. of their set. And I watch to see what they're doing. What, how are they breaking between their songs? What are they saying? How are they getting the crowd involved? It's really about the user experience, man. Everything we do is about the user experience, you know, and going up on stage, if, if people out there standing watching you perform, if they're not in it, if they're not feeling like they're connected to you and what you're doing and you're just performing, that's why I was doing all those things. I was just trying to get the, even though it was all my homies, it's just friends. Like it's not like yeah. there was a couple people such as yourself and, you know, Lady Saint that I hadn't met and, um, you know, a couple other people that were in the bar just, just there. But those are like you bring people you get them and get get their hands up get them feeling like they're a participant in your performance um especially because it was such a small performance um it's 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 very important because then they enjoy it a lot more they might not know understand your lyrics they might not hear anything you're saying but if they're feeling the energy in that yeah, bar they're gonna absolutely. come out a lot they're gonna be like damn that was a great performance even though maybe i fucked up maybe i missed half of my lyrics but I'm getting them to clap their hands and ha hands up yeah. and feel the beat and just yelling at them and they're feeling and they're yelling back at me. It's it's a different experience and I feel like that is just as important as a performer, as a rapper. Understanding all these aspects is just something that you gotta and you just learn over time, right? So yeah, well, that wasn't the, that wasn't the case in my first performance. So yeah, again, well, it's it was a learning experience for me for sure because I was like, I remember I was asking you, I was like, man, like. So you got like the people to do shit, hey? And you're like, yeah, this is this is kind of why. And I mean, like, I didn't go to rap shows. I hadn't seen it. So I was just like, I just do it this way. But I mean, if you'd have come to my most recent show pre-COVID, I think that you would have seen a lot of growth too. Because like, though I'm totally cool with people kind of chill at my shows, like it is more, it's a little bit different of a vibe. Um, I definitely had much more involvement. And I even got like in the crowd at one point and stuff and like, yeah, I'm just I'm just learning all the time. And that's, I think uh, it, that was a learning experience. And so was this. Like, you actually kind of moving my mind a little bit on some of these issues that I've been uh, wrestling with. And yeah, was, what a great way to end it. Like, thanks for writing and uh, working out some freestyle for me because that's like, yeah, that's really cool for me. No, it was fun, man. I appreciate, again, I appreciate you having me on. I hope that creators get a lot of value from this episode. Um, and you keep killing it, man. Keep doing your thing. And yeah, just 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 keep your head as much as there's chaos and and it might yeah. feel like hell all over the place and huh. you're overwhelmed i understand i totally get the feeling i understand that and it's just a matter of switching some things up understanding systems being more efficient you know you got the whiteboard that's a great first step yeah right? definitely what's, what's something else that you can add on to that arsenal another um, whiteboard 
<laughs> another one uh, but yeah like just little things will definitely help in in that regard so yeah man yeah. okay where can people find you we got second floor podcast that's one of your outlets um yes um yeah you can find cashes on all platforms instagram.com slash q a s h u s um if you search that on youtube i got my youtube channel uh spotify apple music google play all my music is at cashes so Make sure to tune in. Yeah, follow him on Spotify. Check it out. Also check out Second Floor Podcasts where uh, him and Kenny B, my coach, uh, together, they interview a lot of people. And they, you guys interview creatives as well, but you got a lot of business types, a lot of people who are just all about leveling up. And uh, there's going to be a lot of crossover, people who like that, people like this podcast. So check that out as well. Um, yeah, okay. And thanks again, Cassius. This was super dope. I look forward to having you on next time. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. And a cut. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you found any of this valuable, please consider subscribing, recommending this to a friend, or leaving a positive review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you happen to be listening. If you watch this on my Servant YouTube channel or Facebook page, please leave a comment and share. I love to hear from my listeners and learn from them. Learn more about me at www.servant.com. That's S-R-V-E-N-T dot com. Thank you again for your time. Now go be creative and sane.